And we're back. Well, hello, lurkers and bots. This is 2020-1004. We're episode 24 now. Awesome. And we should have the uh, backlog of shows already uploaded. Is that right? We've got the last stuff being uploaded today. I think episode 22. They're uploaded, but they're not... I scheduled them all. Okay, we'll have absolutely 100% of everything uploaded today. Okay. And then uh, episode 23 I'm going to have done for tomorrow. Um, and then we will... We'll, I can't remember how I was going to line stuff up. Yeah, yeah. So 2023 20, is going to start kind of releasing over the next couple of days. And I'll figure out the schedule. I've still got the backlog of something like six or seven of our unreleased shows. And that stuff's all going to go out, uh, you know, as a as I attend to them. Um, I'll get into more of the audio-related stuff that I've... Uh, I am happy to have figured a whole lot of stuff out and gotten some really excellent advice out there. I actually found some some voiceover specialists that do like home studio stuff like studio studio stuff you know with like three thousand us dollar microphones and all this kind of stuff so it's really nice to to actually have refined my searches a little bit better to actually find humans on the other end um at any rate uh, kind of related i have a new audio setup i actually i got a few new parts in for my computer and so one of it was, well, I switched to headphones for the show and I'm just using earbuds and that's kind of a bad idea because they're very, they're sound isolating. So these are earplugs. And so the outside world is inaudible to me. And that tends to do things to like the speaker's voice. So if we can't hear ourselves in our own head, so if we can't hear ourselves from our mouth through the air into our ears. If all we do is we hear ourselves kind of rattling around in our head with our ears plugged, our voice tends to do different things. So we tend to speak louder. So Minion, that's a problem that you seem to be exhibiting at night with head with headphones on while trying to talk. At like three in the morning, you're shouting and you can be heard like I could wear well, I sleep on my side, so I wear one earplug and the other ear is in a pillow. I can hear you through that earplug. And I think it's because you're deafening yourself. And so you're, you're, ne you're already bad, but you're worse because you can't hear yourself. So I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you knew that was, that was your thing. So I, I don't know what to offer to you. <laughs> like, like. Do, do you actually I'm just going to crank it? up the volume. I'm just going to crank up the reflecting volume. So, so is there a feature on your headset that will let you hear yourself? I'm not... Yeah, it's set to low, but I'm just going to crank it up high. Yeah, yeah. So the, the voice actor, well, voiceover dude uh, that I was listening to, what he was saying is... So he was he was talking about the experience being in a sound booth, being this weird dead zone where there's no sound anywhere but his own voice and how it can completely mess up his, because he's talking for hours and hours on end, uh, 
and everything's really, really sensitive. So he can, he can hurt his voice or he can, you know, talk really funny and it'll influence his actual final products. And, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to learn this kind of stuff. It's interesting. And so I've actually got a problem where I'm, I'm aware of it and I can kind of control my voice, but I'm pretty sure I'm straining myself. Even though I can clean a lot of this stuff up in post, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm straining myself talking cause I can't actually hear myself, <laughs> but that's the thing. I can't have this feedback loop. So I need to find a way to have, um, like there's a, like, I don't know how to get the audio to, for my voice to real time echo into my own ears <laughs> properly. Um, so it's something I need to think about, you know, let me clickety clack and actually add that onto my to-do list. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been several shows when I've been having this audio set up. So I was talking about getting new parts in. So one of the things is, cause these are Bluetooth, um, earbuds and I was using a, like a little USB dongle for my computer and I decided, well, it was on my to-do list for a long, long time. And so I got this. Uh, this nice motherboard and it's, and it's got a little slot for an, a specialized Wi-Fi Bluetooth adapter to be plugged into the motherboard itself. And I decided I'd go and buy that. And I, while I was at it, I decided to go and buy the, the rest of the brackets uh, that provide additional USB ports. So I actually got like an extra three USB 2.0 ports, four USB 3.0 ports. Um, it let me free up one of my, I was using a powered Bluetooth or powered uh, USB, um, like a hub. And it let me like, it let me do all kinds of stuff. So I got the, got rid of the dongle. Um, and I've got Bluetooth built in and I, I was missing one cable and it's a, it's a dumb cable. So what it is, it's a USB cable. It's a micro USB cable at one end, but the other end is the, I think it's, I think it's an eight, eight female pin block that go, that attaches into a motherboard. And I think in this case, it's just four. Anyhow, what it's meant to do is meant to plug in from USB from your motherboard uh, internally in your case to my, uh, liquid cooling. And it has that because my liquid cooling, uh, I wanted it because it was quiet. It's dead quiet. I can't hear my computer when it's on, which happens to be exceptionally useful. If I wanted to do, if I want to have the computer fairly near me while doing like recording, which, I mean, there's all kinds of other problems associated with that. It's not like I'm doing this professionally. But I mean, it happened, it happens to be nice that I have a computer that can't be hurt. At any rate, the downside of getting this liquid cooling was that it has RGB. It has RGB, but you can turn it off if you plug this thing in and install like a 240 meg piece of software. That's just the installer. It actually takes up more space when you unpack it and install it. And I lost that cable. I don't know where that cable is. I know I set it aside. It's the kind of thing that I would never have thrown away. Uh, I, I keep a lot of this stuff. So I, 
I have boxes of my parts because when this stuff was new, I kept all the boxes in case it didn't work out, in case something dies early on. You know, there's a manufacturer problem that you don't only discover a few days in. So I keep all the boxes for a while. And sometimes I keep them for a long time if I've got the closet space. And and so I, I went, I pulled pulled apart my closet, got all the boxes, pulled everything apart, went looking through everything everywhere. <laughs> then I went through my junk bin, my computer junk bin. I, I, I just kept looking and looking. And I actually, through all that time, I decided uh, as I was going, I cleaned. I pulled out the non-essentials. Like right now, my space is a mess, but only because I've got a bunch of empty boxes that I'm going to recycle or decide if I want to keep them for some other purpose. Anyhow, the result was uh, a tidier-ish room in the end, eventually. But but one of the problems that ended... So, so there's a thing with the old computer swords. So we're rather animistic, which is we, we name our computers due to technical reasons. You actually have to name your computer. You may not know the name of your computer because it's just been randomly assigned. Um, it'll be like uh, your username dash a bunch of gobbledygook. If you do networking internally, you'll understand this stuff. And uh, so... There's this curse that gets associated with computing equipment where quirks happen. Just weird stuff happens. And it's often, um, it's credited to like gremlins and stuff like that. And it's all tongue in cheek. It's, it's none of it's serious, but there's always this like, why, why I, I, I just opened my computer. I did the stuff. I cleaned it. Then I put it back together again. <laughs> I didn't clean it wrong. I didn't like, and, and now, so for me, my audio stopped working. <laughs> I plug my audio in and I get like almost like radio levels of weird wobbly static. And I know what I'm doing. I went and I tried all kinds of stuff and nope, just doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. So I decided, you know what? I'm not, I'm not troubleshooting this anymore. I've got a USB adapter. I'm not going to use that. What I'm going to do is going to use, um, uh, was a DVI out and my monitor actually has speakers. Now that audio is awful, but my monitor has a headphone jack, which, so I've got, I've got uh, a pair of, of speakers that I got cause they're, they're tiny and they're decent quality. And they actually use uh, a USB-C connector just for power just for power, which is a little annoying. They should actually have everything through that. But I'm now able to remove the power brick that I was using for, um, what was I using that for? How did I have, so my previous arrangement, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of, okay, so this is a little bit more convenient because I've got one less cable reaching out to my computer because of that. So it's reaching across my desk into my monitor instead. So that works really nicely. And the, the problem that I'm left with is other than, I don't know why a regular Jack won't work on my computer anymore. At this point, I just don't care anymore. Um, but the, the USB-C on these, um, on these, uh, speakers, it turns out that the USB-C the only USB-C I have available to power it, because it's just power. 
Like I, I could have a wall wart or something like that and plug it in there and get power to it. I just don't have that kind of device, which is really crappy because I have a, an actual dedicated, um, it's a, what it is. It's a, it's a brick. It's so it's a, it's got, it's so it's got five USB A ports and it's just meant for charging stuff. And I, I have it for like charging cables and I had it for a ring light as well. And I would plug these, uh, these, these speakers, these desktop speakers into that as well. If, but they're all USB A. The thing is it's plugged into my computer, which is annoying. So I do want to fix that. But it's plugged into my computer, the only USB-C on my computer, which is USB 3.1 Gen 2. And it's one of two ports that I have that are Gen 2. The rest is all Gen 1, so it's all 5 gigabits a second. And uh, the Gen 2 is 10, so it really blows that I'm actually taking up one of those ports this way. So I need to buy like a little adapter and kind of clean things up a little bit. But yeah, this, the, I decided to do the additional amount of, I, I took the opportunity, right? There was an opportunity to improve things by recognizing that I was going to use Bluetooth here on and buy the extra part for my computer. And I took the time to, t to tear it apart and do some other stuff with it. And all that worked out. And I took the opportunity to clean as I was like going through looking for this part and kind of organize a little bit better. I took all of these opportunities. I was, and I ended up like not exactly where I want it to be, but yeah, like it hurts my feelings, but I'm not going to disassemble my computer to send the motherboard away on warranty or possibly replace it just to, and just not have a computer for, I have a spare computer technically, but I'm not going to, it's, it's just audio and I happen to have a solution for the audio accidentally because I decided to pay the extra to get, um, monitors, uh, cause I have to, uh, to get monitors that happen to have audio as well. They happen to have built-in speakers and happen to have a headphone jack and a mic jack, which is a little bit interesting. Um, I don't think I'd ever use one of the terribly low quality microphones that would use a, a jack, one of those ones, because I've got USB right now. Anyhow, anyhow, <laughs> that was a rather strange adventure to have had that, that took me a couple of days of, I, I actually sweated <laughs> for a lot of that work, but I just kept going. Um, 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 okay. So I, I, I've been keeping an eye on my, my mood and trying to understand. So the bread is a bread. I think is right out. I'm not going to risk rice again. I think oats probably going to be okay. I think like I make date squares. That's going to be okay. I was worried. I wasn't sure if crackers could be doable. Like I could have peanut butter on crackers or something like that. Apparently they're, they're out as well. So it's probably a gluten thing. Might be a carbohydrate thing. So I'm giving minion like, like six boxes of crackers. They're like fancy giant circle ones, not like Ritz or anything silly. And, you know, how much money did I waste on that? And um, not much, but how much of my life have I been eating crackers and probably not been, been as, as competent, as mentally competent as I could be like, yeah. So at least I figured that out. Um, 
I definitely am armed well enough to go to my doctor and actually insist on getting an allergy check um, because I need to know this for sure. And I, there's something called a carb blocker. And what that is, so there's all kinds of like, uh, there's sciency and there's like new agey type of pills that you can get that are all related to like either whatever health means or working out or losing weight or there's all kinds of stuff, right? And so it's, I'm really skeptical of anything that I'm, anything that I'm presented with, right? But I found something. What it is, is I think it's just derived from beets of all things. And what it does is it interferes with the body's ability to break down carbohydrates. I'm like, okay, well, that may well be exactly what I need, right? So I'm, I ordered some of that in. It's probably coming in, you know, in, in the next few days. And uh, the idea is, so I'm going to try that, see if it does anything and possibly try that and eat a little bit of light carbs or something like that, like steal some of what will become Minions crackers or something like this, see if I can figure out what's going on. But what that would do is that, that would, if I do determine that there is a particular problem, then I can uh, eat these, ha take these pills as a way of offsetting any problems that I might have if I wanted to go out and eat you know, a hamburger or something like that. So if I learn that I've got some problem that's significant enough, well, I can get rid of, I can, I can do this and I'm not going to make a meal of carbs, not going to eat past again, but this will let me ha have a hamburger or something like that with the bread, for example. So I'm not sure what that's like, but I'm willing to get it. I'm willing to try it, this kind of stuff. I'm still, you know, uh, I, I have my, my life in front of me, so to speak. So it's worth experimenting and to get that benefit going forward. So, um, I am perfectly capable of just like saying, well, no, I can't guess I can't have that anymore. Um, that's what somebody who is like 80 should probably do, but I'm young enough that I can do a bunch of experimentation and pay attention and have like yesterday was kind of wrecked for me. So like the day before yesterday is when I noticed. So it wasn't particularly awesome. And then yesterday was completely wrecked. So I just slept a lot and that helps like sleeping. <laughs> I'm like I said before, I'm really lucky that I'm one of the people that can, um, that where, if there's a, if there is a diet thing happening here, I, I get hammered by it right away. So I can really link what the, what's going on, what's actually causing it. And, uh, other people, it, the, the lag is long enough that they might've eaten whatever combination of stuff between then and the effect. So it's harder for them to figure things out. For me, it's real simple. <laughs> it's a two day delay at best, probably same day, depending on, on whatever I'm, I'm, I pay enough attention. I've been doing this for long enough. Right. Anyway, I ate a couple of donuts today, so we're going to see if that does anything. I ate a bunch of chips. Let's see. Right? I still think it's like gluten or something. Okay, on to something else, because that was silly. Um, so uh, I, I, this has got to be boring for a lot of people. So the 
I play World of Warcraft, and I've explained before that it's not because it's a great game necessarily, it's because I'm with great people, and how it's got a new game coming out, and I hadn't checked email in a couple of days, but uh, apparently the devs actually sent me a, an invite, a late invite to the beta, and there's a, in game development, Blizzard, so that's the, the company that that makes World of Warcraft and a bunch of other games, they they made a very big name for themselves for for the uh, it's done when it's done, which is having, they, they would set deadlines and then they would push the deadlines if the game wasn't ready. They wouldn't release something half-baked and they wouldn't release something and then have like a zero day or have like essentially turn the game into a public beta while they patch things, they play catch up. They're like, Nope, we're not, it's not done yet. Sorry guys, you're going to wait. And then X amount of time. And then they release it They're They made a name for themselves. And this, this, uh, I don't know, this kind of philosophy is pretty rare, probably because a lot of game companies simply aren't big enough to tell everybody just to hold on to their hats. They have so many obligations that their deadlines become really fixed and they can't, there's no wiggle for them to push it forward at all. Blizzard's always been big enough for them to just go, nope, you know, you can all wait, sorry, because their bottom line isn't dependent on this particular game. They've got, right? So it's not a disaster for their stocks, et cetera, et cetera. So they're not, the, the lights are still going to stay on. They can still pay their bills while a game gets pushed. And they did that for this game, for this expansion. And, and again, buying this expansion is the price of a AAA game, right? So I can call it a game. Anyhow, so I got an invite. And I, I take it fairly seriously when I get invites from, from professionals to judge their stuff. And uh, I, I'm puttering through it, just trying to experience it. And the thing is, um, so a bunch of things have happened to so world of warcraft is one of the oldest largest games and it's uh it's got a lot of in the developing world we say cruft uh, so it's got a lot of just dust all over everything everywhere and there are consequences to them constantly bringing out new content because what they do is they bring out new content and they have the pinball effect which is they like double up the numbers kind of thing where they want people to get into the new stuff. They don't want people to, to continue lingering around the old material. That's easy for them. And then to, to like power through the new material, they want people to, to step into the new material, uh, obsolete all the old stuff and experience that, that new expansion from scratch, so to speak from fresh. And so and it's like, oh, you're all level 60, 70, 80. And it just goes on and on and on like this. They've now crunched everything down so that level 60 is the maximum. It used to be 120. And so there's that. And the beta experience is, is to uh, test the, the something like the release of the game. Okay. But it's uh, I got given a maximum level character and I'm experiencing everything 
without having certain the certain bottlenecks that would be present on a new character, either a new character in the game or a new character coming into this expansion. I've got a test character, right? And it's got test gear, and there's certain uh, certain switches that have been flipped to just to 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 unlock a bunch of doors in the game, so to speak, to give me more access to stuff so I can try more stuff and give better feedback without having to slog through a lot of the stuff that might take weeks or months for other people to go through. So I can just kind of run in and run around doing certain stuff. I decided to be pretty patient and do a kind of like, like a new user experience, a new player entering in and pottering about something like a version of what I will do. So, uh, I took a path with this test character similar to the path that I'm going to take with my, with my real character. It's kind of a practice run. I am spoiling stuff for myself. Um, but it's actually really important that I learn this stuff because it's a good opportunity so that I can really, really, really rush through because, um, uh, we are going to essentially be competitive as soon as the game comes out. So it's important that we understand how things work well enough that we can, that we can push ourselves. Now we're not like super competitive like other places, but it's, it's, uh, we want to get our good people ready right away. At any rate, now I talked about Blizzard pushing things away when they know they're not ready, when they know the an expansion or a game isn't ready. And they push this one away for a while. And it's a it's a really good thing that they did that because it is not done. And it's not done, and there is there are obvious things that have not been corrected. And I I if the thing is there's so there's uh what are called covenants there are something like factions in the game that your character ends up aligning itself with and they there are like four continents one for each of these and i've only looked through one and i've only looked through uh i don't know if it's most or not because some of it's busted so i know from that perspective from my one quarter that there are typos, which I think is unforgivable. There's like, uh, like, I don't know if people have ever experienced, uh, going to a website when your browser is kind of weird and old and doesn't understand the font. So it starts displaying boxes. Um, yeah, well, so I saw that once I've got, uh, you mouse over a chair and it gives you like the tooltip doesn't say it's a chair. It says it's, and it gives it the, the, the developer code for that object, for that art asset like okay it's bad it's bad and some quests that make no sense and yeah ooh yeah i don't know but it's pretty it's pretty there are a lot of really good technical improvements so interface stuff the internals uh the graphics engine got you know pretty solidly updated they added in a lot more uh they 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 dusted it off and made it like they're they're playing the game like players care what their characters look like and that's because they opened their demographics up so they cast a wide net to catch as many players as possible right so that's why they water the game down that's why they add mini games that they have to in order to get the attention of all these different kinds of players 
So players like me, I want a table of what the heck is going on. So I understand the, how the things relate to other things. So I understand, well, this, this race gets these powers. I'm like, okay, well, based on the powers, that's the race I have to pick. It's like, it's not, oh, I feel like I'm an elf. I should play an elf. It's like, no, I need, I, it's unfortunately gnomes are like this and get this ability. So I have to be a gnome. Well, that kind of sucks. And it's not right now. I'm not so bad like that anymore. And I am, but I am picking things for very specific reasons like that. But other players are like, well, I need to be pretty and I want this and I want this. So Blizzard started, um, it, in some senses, it isn't too much development effort to uh, appease those extra, the extra demographics, the extra types of players that they're attracting. So it is noticeable that they are now spending more time working on certain things that don't appeal to me. And I'm okay with that. I understand what that does is that that brings them profit that also brings a bunch of players that I'm not going to interact with because I play something else and they're playing their own thing, but, but it does give me access to some interesting stuff. I get to benefit too. So they have, uh, you know, varieties, uh, more varieties of hair and jewelry and skin and stuff like this. Like, do you want your elves ears to be this length or that length? And this is stuff that exists in, it's existed in other games for the last decade. Blizzard's just getting around to having this stuff kind of implemented. And it's it's not the best, but it's... I mean, they're trying. It's cute. It's, it's cute. So, so, yeah. I mean, right now, the, the biggest annoyance is... So I'm a, a technical and raider type of player and i work with custom software that modifies the interface and provides additional things that blizzard doesn't want to do for itself and some of it is and the excuse is uh that because it would slow down uh somebody that's trying to play the game on a toaster which is sort of true in some cases but it's generally just to keep the complexity down so it's easier for them to maintain their own their own game. And it's because customization is um, like they want to create an experience that's streamlined. They don't want to have something that is wildly uh, customizable because then they'd have to support all the variations and they'd have to it would be confusing for a lot of players, which is fine. So I use custom they're called add-ons that do all kinds of stuff. And the thing is between every expansion, they all break. Now they, when I say, when I say they all break, I mean, basically they all break. And if you don't have a developer on that side of things, actually updating it, that understands what they're doing, then that favorite thing that let you do certain stuff that was convenient because of whatever reason, that thing is just gone. You can't get it back. It's not going to work again. It might be so broken that you can't exactly play the rest of the game because you log in and it just explodes with errors. So by getting access to the beta, I also got to test to see which add-ons will work, 
which I have to update, which I have to see if I can live without or try to find replacements for. Back in like 2000 and whatever, when I was first interested, like probably 2006, I think, um, I was very interested in that side of things, that scene. So I used a lot of stuff and I really liked tinkering. These days I just don't care so much. I optimize for certain things. And I was actually able to play the game. One of the things I decided to do is not have any add-ons and see what, what I could do because they started gently updating a bunch of stuff and every expansion is an opportunity for them to kind of just gently nudge certain parts of the game over a little bit more, uh, to what I say, what I say is they, they obsolete add-ons and they've done that for a few things here and there. And so I was actually able to run around, uh, with the regular interface until I just decided, you know, I customize a little bit more. And then I started looking at what add-ons are there. And I do have fun with that. I'm so nerdy about that. The, the biggest horror is, uh, there are some add-ons that I need that I need to play because there's certain functionality that I, I just act in certain ways. The thing is some of those add-ons aren't being updated anymore and they have broken. And I decided to pick them up and actually fix them myself. And I got a few done. I got a few working. They're ugly because <laughs> I just decided, well, this, this feature doesn't work. And so I turned it off. I just commented it out and tried it again. Eh, okay, it works. doesn't give me any errors anymore. It's probably okay. I don't know. And uh, I, just, I just did that for a bunch and got them working. So I, I don't know how many other players actually find the meta experience to be exciting like this, but I do. I don't know why. But as soon as I'm done, I'm done. I mean, as soon as the game runs live, I better be ready to go day one. And I'm still not sure if I'm going to like live stream all that. Like Minion, if you want to like practice our live streaming a video game while we chat somehow, we can do that because... I'm going to be playing this game. <laughs> I don't know that it'll be very exciting, but, um, but I'll certainly be, but I'll certainly be on and I've done streaming before, including with it. So, I mean, I'm willing to do that, but it would involve just me streaming, putting my face in it. I don't know if you want to be along for the ride. You can be on discord or something. We can try to check. I think it'd be fine. I wouldn't be really interacting with you. Well, I don't know. You, I want to find ways of getting you to talk more. So I'm, ju I'm just not sure what you're interested in. Like you're a minion, so what do you, <laughs> what do you know, right? What do you have to say? Um, what have you been up to? What accomplishments have you made since we last talked about your accomplishments? Have you lifted your bed up? I have no idea. These past few days have been a bl have been more of a blur. Well, I think yesterday we were supposed to watch an episode. Of, yeah, we were supposed to watch South Park, but I was helping out a friend, and then I just got lost in time. What do you mean we were? You just mentioned the episode and then kind of like left it at that. Yeah, I said we'll watch it to on Friday. I mentioned let's watch it tomorrow, and then I completely forgot about it. I don't recall you saying any such thing. I remember you just saying it exists and then me going, oh yeah, oh, it's cool. I'll have to check that out. 
Oh, okay. Then I guess I was talking to myself. Like maybe, maybe. I mean, I try to pay attention to you as boring as you are, but it might have been. In- oh, I meant it could have been internally <laughs> somehow. So you like have the introverted internal conversations so that the script is ready for when you actually approach people in the real yeah, world. Yeah, I think I'm probably. I think I'm starting to lose it. Well, I don't know if you had very much to lose. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't uh, like sure. I mean, we used to sit down and watch like TV and stuff. Um, I don't know that that is much of an accomplishment. I don't know if you would say like, dear diary, today I watched an episode of South Park and like be looking back on that in a month going like, what else did I do that day? Is that is that it? Like, honestly, if you do do a journal and you have days that are just like a blank page, just leave a blank and move on to the next page. And if you accomplish nothing that day, just keep doing it. And then later when you're reading back and you're reading from a week ago, from a month ago, whatever, you see that blank page. Yeah. Wonder to yourself what you actually did. See if you can remember anything about that day. No, nothing. Well, you may as well have not existed for that day. It's like being comatose and if at the end of your day you can't look back at your day and be like hey i'm glad i did this thing and if it's just one thing like hey okay so so some background um so canada has some weird recycling but i want to talk about returns so there are deposits for certain things that we buy And that deposit is returned to you if you're responsible and actually uh, bring it back to a a particular kind of recycling facility. So uh, glass was the big thing back in the day. So you'd have like a 25 cent deposit on a big bottle or something like this. So now, now it's a deposit. It varies can or plastic bottles or this kind of stuff. And uh, so we've got you can actually go, you can actually bring that stuff back. And I started getting into drinking a whole lot of Diet Pepsi. This episode is not brought to you by Diet Pepsi. And so we actually have stacks and stacks of their 24 can cases, but I reuse the same pallets to have the empties back on them. And they're actually filling our living room now. (laughs) And I think it's something like Oh, I want to say it's like six cases or something like that. Okay. So why, why did I get off on that, that sidetrack? Okay. So one accomplishment could be go and take those cans, <laughs> load them into your car and just like go and get the money back. It's got to be worth like several dollars. <laughs> it's probably not even worth the gas money to do, which is why it, I find this entire thing really dumb, um, especially if you count like uh, wear and tear on your car, right? Most people don't think about that kind of thing. Like, don't go and uh, be a driver for Uber because not only do you not make much money, gas costs money, and your car is going to fall apart while you're driving it. So not including people that throw up in the in the back of your car or something like that. Like, that takes time and money to clean that. At any rate. I could imagine that if you were to go and walk into a room and just clear that room out and f- fix a problem like that, make it go away, 
that you could write, you know, dear diary, today I, I, I recycled, you know, I cleaned this one room. And then the next day you would have that, the burden of that empty, that, uh, that wreck cleaned. So, and so you'd be a little bit better off the next day. And that's the kind of, that's what I'm, well, I've talked about momentum, right? Um, I'm pretty bad with with both tidying and cleaning, and they're different. And so what I try to do is try to clean something every day or tidy something every day. And it could be something really simple, like if you've been collecting boxes from Amazon, one accomplishment would be doing a teardown of all those boxes, packing them flat, pulling them out into recycling. Like that's, if you do that one day, okay, that's fine. If the next day it's just like, disassembling your bathroom counter and wiping it down and then reassembling it, that's fine. <laughs> as long as one of those things is done every day, then that's just fine. That that works out. Eventually that momentum leads to a clean house where uh, hopefully the next time around when you visit a, a problem area to clean it, it's not as, as messy or as dirty as it was before because you're catching up your, so you're, you're doing laps around all the wrecks in your house. And if you just keep, you know, walking through your house once a day, cleaning these things, by the time you get around to the same spot, by the time you get around to your bathroom counter, it's been not so long. So it's easy to clean the next time around, right? It's easy to do, to do all kinds of stuff and you get kind of good at stuff. So it's, it's worth, it's worth doing. This is a philosophy I have, whether or not I can actually like enact that in real life. <laughs> uh, maybe sometimes, sometimes, but I have bad days, but as soon as I get rid of the crackers, as soon as I do the carb walking stuff, as soon as I figure that out, then, then I'm, I'll just naturally have more motivation. Whereas Minion, I don't know what's wrong with you. You're getting plenty of good sleep. Me to like, uh, have you go learn boxing or something like that tire you out beat you up i want to just go for a <clears throat> since i can find my shoes and my actual runners i want to go to to go to the gym and just spend who knows how long running on treadmill and doing other things completely out of my ordinary finding your shoes no i have a pair of runners somewhere like that you didn't unpack yes like from like a year ago like in some box in the garage they still fit i think okay so you're an adult now everything fits until you gain weight but even then well I guess. Well, you, you guess. I'm I'm telling you the gospel truth here. Your feet aren't going to grow. I mean, see your doctor if your feet start to grow. Like, the past four, five years, I've seen, like, the same pair of shoes I have. I had to keep getting one size bigger. Uh, wow. For So, like, you're... Somehow. This is like a... It was like a 9.5 to 10, then 10.5, and almost 11 now. Are you changing brands? Because that's one thing that... It's the exact same thing. Well, like, those are the only shoes I can stand at this point. So, 
I mean, maybe that, maybe that explains a lot. Like you're just entering into puberty now. Oh dear. I mean, it, well, I thought I was pretty bad. I mean, it took me a while to, to get some proper facial hair going. You're never going to get facial hair just because you're you. I'm never going to get the good amount of facial hair. Yeah. At the rate I tried growing mine, I just gave up. Well, yeah, I knew a guy who, uh, I mean, he couldn't grow chest hair. I mean, that's just a, that's a feature of a lot of men. Well, not a lot, but that's a feature of certain kinds of men. So yeah, that's a thing. So the the feet thing, ah, uh, that is a biological quirk, man. That is very strange. At any rate, at any rate, so your your shoes when you find them will probably fit you. Let's hope. And why would that stop? You? Okay, so you like running, I guess. Tread. I just wanted to just think about something else. Normally, I just do that in the shower, want to take a shower for a bit, or just go and driving, and I can't do the latter. And showering just doesn't feel anything anymore. Okay, so uh, also because you can't be showering at four in the morning, right? Yeah. So that that really sucks. So that's a, a reason to improve your sleep, right? Like you could shower at ten in the morning when you wake up, but you can't do it at you know whatever o'clock that you've been. Like, it's it's really bad. Um. I've said this before, Canada is doing really well, so we do have gyms, we do have treadmills. I've never gone running on a treadmill, I've never understood the concept. Um, exercise bikes is about my limit, and I don't, I find cardio embarrassing, it sounds weird. It's just not my thing. Well, do you ever just want to run, but just be in one spot, here's a treadmill? Uh, no and no. I... I like, I walk a lot, a crazy amount. Like, I'm a couch potato everywhere else, but my legs are tree trunks. And, but I don't like running. Um, I probably can't really run anyway, just because I don't have flexibility in my ankles. Because I walk a lot, and I've actually, it's always been a thing where my ankles have been terrible. Um, I think it's just biology. Um... I don't know. Going to a gym? Going to a gym is not my thing. So I, I will not go with you to encourage you, but uh, I wish you the best of luck. I don't think finding your shoes should should matter too much. I mean... Well, they care about keeping a clean, clean gym inside and out. Well, I mean, you need good shoes to run, right? But you can go to a gym for other Proper reasons. shoes. These, the shoes I have aren't really suited for that. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Um, but I mean, if you set a goal to, to, uh, didn't you have a gym membership at, at some point in the past? I don't remember you even going. I went, I think seven times. <laughs> Did you get a membership there or what? Yeah. Well, Yeah. Well, one of the things that helps a lot of people is you get a membership at something that costs money, so it kind of pushes you to do to take advantage of that cost to justify the expense. Um, and some people, you find yourself not going in four months and being like, "Well, I'm getting this recurring bill. I guess I don't care. Cancel." It's like, well, should have taken advantage of that that sensation of loss after one month of not going there. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't go for a membership. I'd just go for a day rate. 
Yeah, yeah, like a lot of places you can go to the YMCA or something like that if you want to swim, for example, and you can just do, you can just pay the one-time fee or whatever the heck. Yeah, I would, uh, I, I mean, it's you, so like if, if set, set a date and if you still haven't found your shoes, just go anyway, buy shoes on your way there and away you go. And if you do find your other shoes, then hey, you've got a spare pair of shoes. So you can wear one of them out doing the running. And it's all, there you go. All, you have a reason to go to wear those shoes. And then, I mean, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Um, I, yeah. I I could get into the, the research that I was doing with uh, the bars and stuff like that. But we're going to come up on a break. Yeah, we can come back. We can talk more about exercise-related stuff. That's something I at least know a little bit about. So I'll see you guys in about 10. Whoops, sorry about that. I was looking at something else. <laughs> so was I, but my stuff was more hilarious than yours. I was looking at um, funny Dutch commercials. And what's interesting is uh, they're all in English. <laughs> at least the, the three that I saw were which is kind of weird. You think that stuff in the Netherlands would be Dutch. Who'd have thunk? Uh, the other thing I noticed, I was just browsing through. So I don't actually use Facebook, but I do have people that use Facebook for connecting together. To, I'm just kind of gathering people for the Frisian studies, things that I have. And, and I occasionally poke around for to look and see what's around with some of the people that are here. And uh, Facebook implemented, I'm going to air quote this, fact-checking. And uh, it's like trusting Google for truth it, or Wikipedia. It do doesn't make any sense at all. And it was just some old inspiring meme. <laughs> and it's like, this has been fact-checked as false. Like, oh, you think? A meme? False? Some piece of entertainment that was used for inspiration or education of some other thing? False? Wow. So I actually went and read the article. So first off, I don't know or trust the fact checkers. And so I'll just take them at face value and look at what they're trying to say. And first off, it's like a breakdown of the meme, which is really strange but it's basically, you know how you're in school, right? And you've got to write a however many hundred word essay, right? Thousands of whatever the heck. And you start like using elaborate language. <laughs> it's what this article was. It's, it's just like explaining what's already in the meme, just in longer, more annoying words to play pretend like they have something to contribute. And then a couple of links to other stuff. It's like, well why does this fact-checking exist in the first place? Want to just show me the other stuff. Like, they don't even quote the other stuff. They just add some links, and then, then they add their little breakdown. Their little breakdown is like, oh, uh, th this was spelled wrong, <laughs> or whatever equivalent. Like, oh, yeah, wolves in the wild don't really have alphas. It's like, I really don't care. <laughs> And so the entire thing is wrong because of that. 
Really? Huh. So it's a true false truth, a true false statement on a thing that uh, it, there is so much that is wrong about the entire concept of doing facts checking on articles. Ah, uh, so much. Anyway, but somebody's making a living off of it, so you're going to get waffly nonsense, and you're going to get. Oh, it's like going to Wikipedia. Oh, oh, so bad. Okay, so, yeah, we we could talk about exercise a little bit more. I mean, if that's something you're interested in. Um, I mean, not really. <laughs> I mean, you. I I don't know how you work. So, when I'm interested in accomplishing a thing and doing a thing, then I learn all kinds of peripheral stuff. And I get excited about an entire category of things. And then I kind of like poke around and I explore and they end up learning. Like, so for example, um, I mean, I got an exercise bike at one point because again, I can have that in the privacy of my own home and uh, it's you know, a little bit safer and you can use an exercise bike in winter and this kind of stuff. And it worked. It worked out pretty well for me. Um, but I... For me, exercise like that, I would rather do it in a martial context than like on a standalone device alone. There are other people that like their work as, as social things. So they go to an actual like, uh, not a club, but an actual class of some sort to do stuff. Uh, I, I don't know how social that is, but... Uh, I did Pilates for a while. I don't know if you knew that minion. Not like, not like it's a skill you can acquire. No. Um, but that was. It's just like an activity that you do. It's like yoga. Uh, well, okay. Well, yoga is hard mode. <laughs> I see it sort of like yoga. It's something you could you can do. Not as a skill. Not, not downplaying or anything. Like it's something like people do and such. You are correct. It is a thing which is done. <laughs> That's why it has a name. Um, but yeah, Pilates doesn't exactly give you life skills or something like that. Um, it, it was interesting to learn. Um, but, uh, but it never stuck. I mean, it was just a thing that was there that I would do like in my off days when I was too tired to do other stuff. To do like actual functional stuff. So it's a good, it's good to have like a downtime activity. So, um, you know, if you run on the street and that's your thing on the days where it's raining and you don't like running in the rain, if you've got some other activity to do, then you can switch to that and you can even kind of look forward to that. Like, oh, it's my rainy day. Oh, I get to go and do this instead. So like get a rolling machine or something like that. <laughs> that would probably work really well. Um, but I know a lot of people who would be like, so you, you listen to podcasts. Maybe that's the thing you would do while running. You, do you have like earbuds or something like that? Or would you just be like staring? Yeah, I've headphones and I broke my old set. So I bought a new one. So wait, wait, recently? Yeah. Like recently, recently, like the last week or so. About me breaking headphones or no, that was a while ago. Okay. Okay, so, but headphones don't really work if you're going running, because I, 
I mean, that's why sports bras exist, right? Because so, there's bouncing involved. So if you've got a headset on, bouncing doesn't really work. Not, I mean, like the earbud headphones. Okay, so so earbuds, yeah. Um, this is why I like the design that I have because they've got an over-the-ear uh, hook, so that I can. Wow, you just heard my wrist crack when I made that gesture. Um, so they've got an over-the-ear hook so that uh, I can run around. They're actually very comfortable because of that. So how are your how are your earbuds actually attached to your head? Just in the ear. They I've used some of ones before and they don't slip out so it's okay really oh that's surprising um uh, maybe it's just the shape of my ear canal slash the the probably you know the shape of the flanges that go in but i got special flanges that actually fit really really comfortably but it doesn't really work out like i don't i don't know if many people know this so eyes ears nose and mouth all connect together in your head and uh so if, for example, I eat, if I'm eating and I've got earbuds in, I, I will notice that my ears will get wet. And I've had my ears looked at, they're, they're healthy. Um, so it's not like, as far as I can tell, there's no perforations, which is one of the problems that can erode hearing and stuff like that. Um, so it's not like, is it, so it's just, it's, there's an effect. There are effects for me where I will get moister ears and the earbuds will just kind of fall out. Um, that hasn't been a pit. I mean, that doesn't even matter with the, the headphones that I have now because, um, they just don't fall out because they're on hooks. Um, they're not even tightly on hooks. They're just kind of there. I can't even feel the hooks really. Um, but I can't imagine running without something, some security like that, because walking briskly was annoying with the previous earbuds that I had. I actually, I returned them because they, they were awful. Um, they were nice too, so I kind of, it's annoying. They, um, so it's just more fashion these days where you get the little Bluetooth earbuds and they've got a little charging case that you slot them into. And the charging case is has its own battery so you can run off and recharge these things. So they sell it, sell it as like 30 hours when it's just, it's a charging case that you can use a few times to recharge the headphones. But these things, they would just fall out and they had no wire or anything. So it's like, no, I can't, just can't use these. It's never going to happen. But uh, these things I have now, I like them. Um, I don't like that they're connected by a wire, but, um, but they're, they're nice. They're comfortable. Uh, so yeah, yeah. If I mean, if you can run with the earbuds that you have, then then okay. As long as you're not using that as a uh, as a way to drag your feet, which is a great expression for this. Um. Okay. Okay. So. Hmm. I mean, I could talk about the new doorbell I installed. <laughs> have you even seen that minion? Have you gone outside lately? I saw it last night. Um, it lights up and everything. Um, but the we had an old, old doorbell that was like uh, the plastic on the button part eroded. So somebody pushed it, it, you know, went ding in its last ding. I don't think it eroded if someone broke it. Well, yeah, it, it snapped in, right? So a lot of people say that when they've got their doorbells, they've been old enough that that they will crumble apart. So anyhow, it, it was like this, it was working. It even had a little light. 
it was working for a long time. I finally broke down and replaced it. And I got, I got something that's, the plastic part is not as good as I'd like it to be, but it's proper brushed nickel and it's decent. And it, this is a wired uh, doorbell. And I did look into replacing the other end of things. So one is the button end, the other is the ring end. And the ringer end, um, I don't know what it would take to disassemble and replace. So I just didn't want to do it. Plus it was expensive. And it, it works. Have you tested out the doorbell before? Oh. Yeah, yeah, it works. Oh. I don't recall hearing the ring at all. That's because nobody has ever used it. I have... I have tested it twice, maybe three times. And so I guess you just slept through it. I mean, my hope is one day to not be the doorman. It's because I'm the one that has, uh, has hearing. And uh, it, it's not a particularly impressive doorbell. It just goes ding. It doesn't even ding dong. It doesn't make a chime or anything like that. Um, I have found wireless ones. Those are all the rage now. But uh, I get some classic wired ones. Uh, but there are, I mean, why spend money when you don't have to, right? It's not, uh, it's not my responsibility to, to be, like, doing all this stuff all the time. I just occasionally will, I will buy a new thing for the house. Uh, unfortunately, it's more than once a, once a month. But, no, generally once a month. It's, it's... It's kind of like uh, saving up by buying things in bulk, right? You can improve, in the long term, you can improve the, your living environment when you buy certain, kind of like buy it for life things, certain items that have uh, peripheral use, hopefully regular use. Uh, and if you buy a new one, it lasts for long enough. And you just do that. And just do that like once a month or whatever your schedule is and have that budget there and then just like look around to see what things you could replace like do you have a little bit of a, a peeling apart a shower curtain uh, bar like the rod is it one of those awful ones well would you like to replace it well how much does that cost for real actually look into it well, if it costs 20 bucks, okay, well, now maybe that can be your thing to do this month. And then every single shower every day thereafter for, you know, whatever, hopefully a good 10 years, right? Will be slightly improved because of just that 20 bucks. Just don't go to McDonald's a couple times and then you've got the money to do something like that. Or a shower curtain or, you know. A, a dish for your soap or and you just walk through your house and be like well and it's kind of a long-term slight improvement to your life for each one of these things that you change it's like getting it's the entire silk sheets argument right you do it a lot you live through your you live in your house often enough you do these little improvements that's why i go outside and every time i go outside hey they're the garden hoses i spent however much effort figuring out and getting and installing and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's longer term things that can be done with money that would improve morale rather than eating is probably the worst thing. It's the, it's the last thing that a person should do in order to improve their life uh, eating. Okay. So let's, uh, let me talk about something, something totally different. I want to talk about 
um, a YouTube channel called The Art of Manliness. And I, I don't care about its content. I ha actually happen to think it's a very nice content just because it's got a very, um, I can't remember the name of the video game. <laughs> um, it's got a certain old timey style to it, which is just adorable, but they did stop making videos like that, which is a shame just because it was a, it was a challenge. It was a technical challenge and it was a time issue. And, uh, it's the old return on investment issue, right? Uh, I think it was a mistake. I think they should have just continued it and made it a monthly thing instead. But what happened was it had mild popularity at the time. And uh, then they stopped. <laughs> they just the, the, their YouTube channel was dead. It was just dead. And I came back just to check them out again. Because I knew they had a podcast, I knew about them giving up this stuff already, I, and I, what they had is they had a like a uh, like a class, a manliness class. So there were there were other endeavors that this the staff was pursuing, that not just the YouTube thing. So they actually diversified the revenue of this kind of stuff. And I came back, and what they had started doing is putting up their podcast also on YouTube. And it was a podcast and had a guest every single, I don't know, I don't think it was a weekly podcast. I think it was more regular than that. And I'm looking through, I'm like, so first off, so first off, it's got, oh man, I need to give you the right number. Hang on, clickety clacks. It has 1.19 million subscribers. Okay, so right now. Now I look at it. When I search for Art of Manliness, late, it's got latest results. Okay, five days ago, so five days is usually plenty of time for the, the, the swell of viewers to see stuff. Five days ago, 510 views. 1.19 million subscribers, 510 views. Now, how is that possible, you might think? Well, what happened during their absence was a change in YouTube's algorithm. <laughs> Multiple changes. So there is, there is a momentum concept in YouTube where uh, YouTube, what they want is they want to provide more of what a person, what they think a person will be engaged by. And Art of Manliness went quiet. There was no new content, so people wouldn't come back because there was nothing new for them. And so YouTube went, you must not like this, so I'm not going to make any recommendations for it. So new content started coming back in, but the, the YouTube algorithm had already started downplaying the importance of that channel to those people. They were subscribed but they weren't being given any notifications because YouTube had this other notification system in, in place, which is like the, the real Z's notification system. So one is just subscribed, which improves the number, but it doesn't mean anything to the actual algorithm. You have to subscribe and get notifications, which the problem just repeats itself. Everybody goes through their subscriptions, goes, yes, actually notify me. Yes, actually notify me. And they'll do that for until they get bored. And they'll have to be reminded of this again. And uh, soon enough, it's going to be, well, now they have too many notifications and YouTube needs to have another algorithm that helps 
No. Yeah. Okay. So this is a big problem. Anyway, these guys were hit really, really hard. And I look at all of their stuff. Like, I'm going to click right now. Wow. I'm just scrolling down to down. 177 views. 1.3 thousand views. And th they had well over a million subs for those. Every single one of these people has a... T every single one has a guest and has... Uh, like, there's a person attached to it and a topic. Like, they're specialized. And... The, it was three years ago when they did their last video. Four years ago when it, when it was their actual useful video. And I think they had a few thousand, a uh, few hundred thousand subscribers back then. Because we look at these and it's like, <laughs> 3.8 million views. Yeah. They had some successful stuff in here, right? Some of it was kind of mediocre, but whatever. And I'm looking through dozens and dozens and dozens over the last couple of years of their podcasting stuff being uploaded. Since number 29, I have that right? 29 to now, let me see. Wow, that's a lot. So I'm still scrolling. 29 through to 461 have been uploaded. Okay. And during that time, nothing no views whatsoever they just got killed so it's like there's a disconnect between the number of subscribers and the number of views now because youtube is trying to be smart about stuff and um it's it's very strange because i'm looking at this because i'm trying to understand podcasts uploaded to youtube to try to understand what they're doing uh, because some of what they're doing is was right but I don't think YouTube is an appropriate platform for podcasts because I don't, I, I don't know. Social commentary videos were popular for a time. I don't know anymore because um, I'm from like 2003. So, so yeah, Minion, when I'm thinking about this podcast on YouTube, I'm like, okay, well, I, I know how it can go wrong. I know how it can not be successful. So we need to actually get stuff up and out and running for uh for actual like podcast specific sources even if we have to like figure out how to pay for hosting or something like that for it's just audio files and on that note one of the big problems about having audio like hosting data right is how much bandwidth and how much uh, storage space you get and as it turns out um we should not have been recording in stereo. And in fact, I'm going and I'm, I'm recording right now in mono and that might offend a lot of people, but I'm recording because there's only one human at where I am positioned in the voice and where that virtually is in your stereo space. That should not be a thing, right? I've only got one mouth and it shouldn't be me talking more in your left ear than your right ear or something like that. That's just awful. So it really does need to be mono. And my quality is still uh, exceptional for, I mean, the quality problem is going to be the background noise, right? The, the room treatment as well as the quality of the microphone, but also the quality of the speaker. Okay. So... So yeah, we do need to look into like iTunes more heavily. Maybe you, Minion, can be the Minion and go 
look much more deeply into that and then just tell me what you need done. And then I will do what I can on my end, like hosting or something like that. I'll figure it out. Or maybe you can. <laughs> All things are possible if you actually try. If you actually try. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so where where was I? Stupid Facebook trying to bug me. It's not important. Okay, so because the last couple of days were, were kind of terrible for me, um, I'm not my usual self. I wasn't last time and probably the time before that. Um, so I'm, I'm more or less out of stuff to talk about. Um, I mean, I've got administrivia related stuff that I could get into. And unless we can, because I think we're partly relying on a crowd too much and we're partly relying on maybe minion you talking a little like a lot more like hi what's going on how's life what are you what are you accomplishing in life oh yeah do you do you have anything going on in there is it just crickets nope it's blank right now there's a record playing it's just elevator music essentially <laughs> i think your life is a bunch of elevator music like um yeah, yeah. There's stuff that I would talk about, but it's, but it's fairly personal. Um, so it's, and we got a lot of people's lives who have been altered because of the times, and it's, it's a com, no, it's a combination of a whole lot of stuff, but it's left people with, uh, the time that it would normally take to get up and get ready, then get to work. Right. And then possibly wind into work and then leave work and then wind down into home. There's all this time that is now in a person's hands. And a lot of people are kind of going mental because they've got all this extra time and you, you could coast through life and be like, wow, if I only had extra time, I could write that book or I could whatever the heck. And it turns out that a lot of people, if you just hand them extra time, they don't know what to do with it. Partly because, I don't know, maybe they've been dreaming too small. Um, or maybe all, the grind has not given them enough free time for them to even think about what they could do if they had free time. Like, their entire life was consumed. So we have a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm so, uh, life's all, uh. But, um, I mean, if if a person can, uh, they've got, what what's the expression? roof over your head and a full stomach, then, you know, you've got that going for you. And if you have time, then isn't that the dream really? So a lot of people have their salaries cut, for example, or their hours cut, um, but they have more time. So, I mean, you could live, you could live like a student again, and, but you've got all this free time. Go and go and do something foolish with it. Like that doesn't cost money. <laughs> go get a thrift store, uh, get a pawn shop guitar and, and play it like learn something like this. I actually do have a guitar. Did you, did you actually go out and get a guitar? I still do. I never knew you had one. Um, so there's this game called guitar Smith rocks, guitar Smith. And 
you plug in a guitar, electric guitar into it, into an adapter into the console, and you're essentially just playing along. And it progressively gets harder, or they make it easier, and then it progressively adapts. It gets harder and harder. So you're, you know, so you're learning to play the actual song on an actual guitar. I've seen that before. I didn't know that it was yours slash you ever touched it. So, so I mean, you probably shouldn't have brought that up at all. Because <laughs> it'd be like, I saw that like eight years ago or something like that. I I don't think I've seen you playing it uh, maybe ever, maybe once. So never, never did it. <laughs> so that's funny. That's really funny. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you've got the time. I mean, obviously, you're not interested in it, so I don't know why you still have it. Probably because you can't, you know, make any money. You can't give it away. But I mean, is that actually one of those quiet dreams of yours, or are you just waiting to see that? Like, no, it's just a habit sort of thing. What, for you to have gotten it in the first place? Or not a habit, it's just an impulse thing. Like you impulse bought it? Oh. I think so. <laughs> I don't even know why I have it at this point. Like, how much junk do you have in your life <laughs> when that was even possible? Like, when you when you move from house to house, that's the, that's one of the things you need to think about while you're packing, and then again while you're unpacking. It's not as much as I thought. Well, what's there's some some expression like, so what you do when you move, you leave everything packed and you only unpack the things you need. So you, you, you're like, you go through your life, you're like, oh yeah, of course I need this. Like, I totally forgot to unpack my toothbrushes. You go and you just get those. And then as you go through the rest of your life, you just, just fetch the things that you need. And sooner or later, you've got everything you need in life, but you have a bunch of boxes of stuff. That's the point when you can go look through the boxes going like, all of these boxes have things that I'm either collecting for some reason, because they have like uh, personal, they're mementos of some sort, or I'm playing pretend like they might be valuable in the future to collectors. Oh man, it's just like, Oh yeah, I have that Star Wars figurine from 2003. Oh, it's going to be it's like well, I've got a figurine of Ray or whatever the heck. It's like they can't give those away. There was there was such an unpopular toy series that came out for for that particular movie. It's just hilarious. It's like and if you're collecting stuff cuz you think it is worth something, like, eh, okay, well. If you look at like a two square foot space in your, in a room. And you're like, how much would you pay to have that space clear? And if you look at a room and go like, well, how much would I pay to have that room be free of everything? And just like, think of a number and maybe like browse through the stuff that's there and be like, well, you know, this box of DVDs is worth this much, right? For me, like that box of DVDs is worth $200, let's say, right? And I go, okay, well, go, I'll go save up. Once I have $200, I go $200. In, in my case, I could just hard drive and then rip it all and then get rid of the box, like something like that. Or $200 goes into proper bins so you can store them all and put them in your garage. Or $200 is for you to going 
to put it into your pocket, then take all that stuff and donate it. Just just get rid of it, because it never mattered. Never mattered in the first place. He proved it by never having unpacked it and touched it in however long. So this guitar, like, <laughs> like, like so many other things, did it ever matter to you? You're not working on it anymore. Are you now inspired to pick that up tonight after the show? Tomorrow, maybe? No, no. Give it away. Give it away now. Or sell it. Or something. Right? Like, like you've got PlayStation 2 games. <laughs> you don't even have a PlayStation 2. Like, there's a shelf of old games that's there. Um, there's a PlayStation 2 around here somewhere. Actually, no, it's not here. Well, I have two PlayStation 2s. And uh, I was I was actually thinking of setting it up again, and it's hard because I had some hardware changes, and getting old consoles working requires adaptation. So video especially is a little weird, but I've got the equipment for a lot of that stuff now. Anyhow, um, the what I ended up saying is I only cared about a couple of games, and those happened to have been ported to PC, so I. I just decided to do it all, do it all from scratch. Um, and cause nobody made any tools to actually try to reuse the PlayStation two original save data. I don't even know how to get at it. Nobody, nobody porting that stuff is a, nobody picked that up as a project. So I just kind of quote unquote re-rolled and started the new games from scratch, had some fun. And, um, I streamed a little bit of Okami. I've talked about that. So that's a PlayStation two game originally. But there's a bunch of games that I'd love to sit down and play. But honestly, um, unless I'm going to stream them, I just don't care anymore. And if I were streaming, there's a bunch of other stuff that I'd be more interested in. So yeah, like, like that's in the pile of stuff that I would rip and archive or that I would sell or something like that. Because, I mean, my Steam library is huge. I have games I want to play already. <laughs> and I guarantee you the PlayStation 2 games are going to be kind of awkward and mostly bad. Just because maybe my standards have improved. Who knows? At this point, it'd just be nostalgia sake, I think. Probably, yeah. I mean, sometimes I hold on to stuff just because uh, it cost me at the time, and it was important to a past self, and it's kind of disrespectful to a past self if you discard something that that maybe you vaguely remember must have been important. So, I mean, maybe I can do that with all of my movies right i could look through them being like well i mean why why do i care anymore but the thing is they're all special edition stuff so there's a reason and and maybe there maybe there really is a reason that i want to keep some of the video games that i have right who knows who knows maybe i spent far too much time on them so i should keep them in the save data around so i can load it up when i'm like 60 and be like, oh yeah, I remember wasting so much time on Dragon Guard 2 or something like that, right? And and uh but yeah, that's so there are shelves of old video games that we have in one room that aren't mine. I have boxes of them. And it's just like uh what was a childhood interest ends up becoming an an adult's uh art, essentially. It's a wall of art. Um, I had one friend, yeah, one friend way, way back in the day, 
and he he was a good reader. He read fantasy fiction, and he he particularly liked the oh I can't remember the it was one particular fantasy series, and the entire world had dozens and dozens of books, and he he would read them all, and he collected them, and and like good good for him right? Good for him. But what he did is, is he did read them. He did get them and he actually assembled some shelves that fit these books perfectly. So he had this wall, literally a wall of a kind of personal library of all these books. And it, it's, it was a weird thing for me to see that. And because when I saw that, I was not impressed. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say how I felt like, uh, it's not exactly the opposite of impressed, but it's like, it's like you meet the nerd and the nerd has a wall full of nerd stuff. And you're like, Oh, how very wonderfully nerdy of you. I don't know that that's an accomplishment. I, I don't know why that would impress. So it's like there for the personal sense. Of, it's like, try to justify the amount of time and energy spent on that hobby. It's like, well, it was a complete waste of time. <laughs> well, you don't want to tell yourself that, but it was. And, but now you have a wall and the, it's, at least you have the art. It's like, yeah, well, it's like, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people have their, their waste of time as art somewhere there, their legacy put up there, there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let me see. Uh, minion, you collect, you have, you're almost getting smarter about like getting the extra special, super duper platinum deluxe edition and getting like a, a figurine with it for whatever video game you like. And so you've got a little collection I, of those. I stopped doing that. Uh, well, kind of stopped doing that. Kind of. Actually, there's only something if I really value it now before it's just kind of willy-nilly. But you'd have to like... And now I just like realize space is an issue. Well, yeah, now you're realizing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's... It's like, well... And you get an object. You get, you get a thing. And you put that... You have a little like shelf. And you put it all up there. And like... Yeah, that that was that was the exceptionally rare trinket that I got from a two hundred and fifty dollars special release of this particular game. That you know, it was okay, and and you get to stare at it, and it's like, dude, you spend two hundred fifty bucks, and that's what you get. That's what you have, as though that's supposed to be worth that money. As as though that's supposed to justify it after the fact because you know given a little bit of time that the the money you spent doesn't mean anything really not really um it's all about the friends you made along the way etc um but but it's like that that figurine <laughs> somebody who doesn't understand any of that background would look at that figurine and go <laughs> Cause it's embarrassing and, and does it never occur to people to look at that and think that themselves it's, it's, it's like there's some sort of mental gymnastics happening in there where people want to feel good. <laughs> 
it's like no 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 it's it's your your wall of nerdity is uh it, it it's, it's it is trying to justify the waste of time and money and and it is not exactly a badge of honor i understand that there are youtubers that have the wall of nerd stuff they've got like action figures and nonsense and i think some of it is just like what's the term there's there's like fake gamers and stuff like that right they just do it for a living and, and so they have the doodads and knickknacks to play pretend like they're totes legit and and they're just in it for the money or for the whatever the heck it's just a and they're just playing that role which uh which is unfortunate because there are there are the true socially awkward nerds who ought to be there who have totally the legit <laughs> The, the actual collections who are the real thing um but yeah that's the, collecting is one great way of wasting space this is just oh i should know because i've done it thankfully my now it's, it's space is now virtual it's now hard drive space and hard drive state space is pretty cheap it's absolutely dirt cheap compared to what it used to be man hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a from megabytes uh so i i think before the break i want to talk about the bug problem that we had at one point because i don't know if i told this to you menu so we had a guy who used to live here and he had uh like i don't know where he got them from but he had like boxes and boxes of of candy bars of like proper length stuff so he had like I, I don't know what his thing was. <laughs> I think they were given to him, but he had a whole lot of it. And uh, it was all put in like a pantry. And one day uh, they hatched. <laughs> so I walked in there and it's, you can think of it like a, a really, uh, like a walk-in closet. It's got a freezer and it's got shelves for all your, your cans and stuff, right? And... Uh, it's just covered in these, and I went out and I found somebody else and went like, close your eyes <laughs> and walked him into the room. Okay. Look up and open your eyes and, and wall to ceiling was covered by these little white, uh, larvae essentially and just all over. And it was just like, they just appeared. <laughs> it was horrifying. And I, I'd run around like squishing them. Uh, and, but they'd come back and they'd kind of move around a little bit, even though they moved real slow. And it was, and with this was like food all over the place. So we're like, okay, well, well if everything gets thrown out. <laughs> we start panicking and trying to figure out, well, what do we spray? Do we have, uh, cause they would start hatching uh they hatched into these little moths and we're like whoa crap because they started getting into the kitchen we're like okay this is this infestation has to we have to end this and uh so uh we ended up having to disassemble and throw away the the entirety of what was in the pantry and spray down and wipe down and scrub down the walls everywhere i think i still have um i still have a collection of of the poisons that we 
that we had just in case that stuff didn't work. So we ended up like bleach solution, those walls and all this kind of stuff. It was as a horrifying nightmare. And for, for some time we were on a watch to see if these things would reappear and just to like murder them right away. Um, and, and thankfully they have not come back and I'm trying to remember what the name of these moths are. I think they are actually called pantry moths, but I don't know what the technical name is, but we never got them properly identified or anything like that. And we couldn't get proper photographs at the time, at least. And this was some years ago now. And so it, it's like, and the reason I suspect all this candy is, um, that the chocolate does go bad after a while. Like, so if you open up one of these chocolate packages, it's the, all the chocolate is white. <laughs> I, I think it was just, uh, you know, the air conditioning cut out a couple of times over the years. Right. And maybe it got too hot in the house and it wrecked the chocolate. I know that's a thing. Uh, at any rate, I, I peeled back one of the wrappers and I could actually see one of them like right there. <laughs> so it just finds every little nook and cranny everywhere to, to live in. What was interesting was, um, I reflexively had been putting my uh, flower bags and stuff like that in and, and, and tubs and they're not like perfectly sealed or anything like that, but I never found one of these bugs in there. I threw out all the contents out anyway, and I hosed the thing down and all this kind of stuff, just in case there was some sort of whatever the heck on some surface somewhere. And I think we still have, uh, well, it was an absolute disaster. It took so many days of, of effort, of real work to do all this stuff. So yeah. So yeah, that was the, that was the result of somebody collecting candy. <laughs> and it, again, I, I don't even know why we, you know, somebody moved and uh, it was just kind of a limbo area and nobody else cared and right. Nobody wanted to touch it because it was somebody else's, even if they weren't around. And yeah, and it led to this and, and cause it was all old and stuff. I suspect something happened there. It, or something came from a grocery store and just spawned like who knows what happened. Okay. So this is coming up on the end of segment two. Why don't we take an early break so we can get a little bit more time and we're back in what, uh, 12 minutes or so. I'll see you guys soon. And we're back. We are back. It is 2020 1004 episode 24. Oh, hello lurkers and bots. So unless somebody de lurks, um, I want to get into some administrivia. Um, well, unless, unless Minion, you decide that you've got something you'd like to talk about. Nothing as usual. <laughs> one day, one day. Maybe what we need is to actually go to one of these, uh, websites that has like random conversation starters for, for people that are socially awkward at parties and just be like, Oh, we'll use that as a random topics to just chat about. We'll have an entire segment. That's just small talk. <laughs> You're like, so how's the weather? <laughs> how, how is your local sports ball match? Did, did they make the, did they kick the ball? Did they get a point? <laughs> um, did you, Actually, on that note, did you know that Canada has two official sports? It's two national sports. 
it's seasonally dependent. Most people don't know this. You would think that it's hockey, but it's not. It's lacrosse, but it's lacrosse in the summer and it's hockey in the winter. And I'm, I'm not sure how the intermediate seasons go. Maybe it's lacrosse is, is spring, summer, and maybe hockey is fall, winter. Uh, who knows? But yeah, I, and I don't know what that actually means. I don't know what it means to actually call a sport the official sport. <laughs> is there like a special government fund set aside for that or something? Like, who cares? <laughs> If it is, then the people who watch it would be essentially funding it. It shouldn't be like people that don't care about sports shouldn't be forced to pay taxes in order to fund this national sport they don't watch. Whatever. We can get into how taxes are awful, but let's not. Okay, that was random. So uh, I am almost to a point when I am set on the set of... Uh, of. Well, there, there's a, in audio editing, there's something called dry and wet. So the dry side of stuff for an audio track is the untouched, uh, the untouched original stuff. Okay. More specifically, it's the stuff that hasn't been, uh, hasn't had track wide modifications on it. The wet side is when you've got, when you do a pass for something like equalization or uh, normalization, amplification, um, and when you start doing other subtleties like that, that's the wet side. So I was learning about how to make those track-wide changes, and it's important to have track-wide stuff that's pretty smart. And we've got really good tools. I might start applying them per segment separately, just in case there's some sort of tone change that happens between segments, but it should be should be pretty reasonable. Now, I'm pretty happy with what I've learned so far. And I've learned. I haven't just copy-pasted because there, it turns out, you know, I wasn't sure before, right? You reach, when you're completely ignorant of a topic, you'll just reach out because you don't even know how to ask the right questions. So you just like parrot other people. You just copy with the advice they give. And the problem is uh, you might be going to the wrong people and they might not be articulate and you might misunderstand and it might not apply to you. So there's all kinds of problems that can happen. So I've been for, I mean, wow, it's a good like 10. So it's, it's like a month and a half or something that I've been kind of making this a project of mine to learn this stuff. And I've been actually learning as opposed to just taking advice. So I've, I've been getting more and more advice from actual professionals who do voice work because they've got a particular perspective. It's going to be different from people that are just doing, uh, well, well, there are some people that do like music production that they'll have certain opinions and they're trying to solve a different goal uh, than, than me, than mine. Their, their problems are not my problems. And so um, I'm pleased with where I am because I know enough and I've applied enough and it seems to be working out. Now, I don't have either the equipment or the ear to really hear and understand what the actions that I'm taking, what they're actually doing. But as I understand, there are people who have quality equipment and quality ears, which is, is not me and is definitely not Minion, who thinks... Uh, <laughs> 
who th- who I'll think- just say you sound weird, but not actually tell you how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> I tried to fix one guy's problem, but another guy told me to shut up, so that's what it <laughs> Okay, let's have fun with st- weird voices. I talked an entire episode, entire show, through a webcam microphone. Like, and that, but that's what prompted me. I took that, that nightmare, and that's what prompted me to learn about doing audio editing. And, uh, okay, so the last thing that is solved was something called a noise gate. And a noise gate is what Discord has, which is, uh, it, 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 well, it's a, a door opening and closing. So there are thresholds of volume, and when the volume is high enough, it opens the gate so that the sound is recorded, is sent out. So, it, and it, otherwise, it turns the microphone off completely. So the background noise that happens is gone because it's not loud enough. And all these settings can be fiddled with quite well. So I have actually because I'm able to massage the audio in certain ways, I can actually know, I can guarantee that uh, voice ranges are within certain volume uh, levels. And that's, uh, that's really, that's really useful because then I can apply a noise gate on that. And that means that uh, between sentences, there is a moment and those moments you would hear me breathe. And I was, I was resigned to accepting that. It's actually not bad as long as I don't have too many gigantic plosives, which I'm going to talk about soon. Anyhow, the noise gate actually notices these things and it will mute those things. And it mutes them in a special way so that I'm not cutting off words. So it's actually really effective. And I will apply these techniques and then go in and listen to the entire show from scratch uh, in real time and actually do edits and confirm all this stuff. So I have confirmed that this is just magic and it has been, uh, it has cleaned up everything. Now that means that if there is background noise, like traffic or something like that, and noise reduction doesn't do enough. So there's still a little bit in there. It's only in the moments when I'm talking. And so I tend to drown that stuff out it tends to be less distracting because it's not the constant background noise that happens between sentences. That's working a fantastic. So there's that. And there's some other techniques that make the audio more suitable to like a headphone listener, for example. So cleaning it up, removing the stereo components because that's not necessary. That can be added back in like Minion. If you end up uploading this stuff and it ends up you, your video editing ends up turning it back into stereo for some reason, or YouTube decides to process it and make it as like joint stereo MP3 or something like that. It doesn't matter because it's going to, it's, it's just going to be provided as a mono track. And if they turn it into stereo, it's just going to be duplicating it. So the left and right are going to be 100% the same anyway. Uh, but it's stuff like that, that, that improves listening quality. Now, for it's going to horrify a lot of people to learn this stuff. I've already know I've known about this stuff for a long time, but it offends me. So there are, if, if in pure audio format in pure audio, the audio quality would be something like an MP3 96 K, which, 
which is horrifying for somebody who listens to MP3s as music because you want it to be like 192 or uh, variable bitrate with the ceiling at 320, probably, depending on what your quality settings are, right? And that number matters. I've, I can't hear it. Uh, I can't hear it over 192. Uh, between 128 and 192, it's iffy. Um, but it's possible for songs you really know. But for podcasts, for pure audio, with no music, uh, you can probably get away with 64, but 96 is nice and comfortable. 128, if you have occasional background music or something like that, and you want it to be nice and clear. But it, it's weird, like, learning more about this technical stuff, it's, uh, it's, this is the kind of stuff that would be the gentle improvements that, I mean, this is the stuff a podcasting class would uh, kind of force without explanation. Um, but like I, like I said before, this, I knew this was going to be a learning experience, this entire podcasting thing. And even if Minion doesn't learn a damn thing, at least I'm learning a whole bunch of stuff. But I'm learning it in I'm such passive, a... I passively learn things. Do you... I'll pick up things if I've seen it once or twice before, and then I'll try it. I'll see if I can integrate it or not. Okay. That doesn't seem to apply to this particular project of ours. Like, uh, I see that you actually have segment three in there, but no overall show timer. It doesn't matter for the third segment, but... Um, so the tiny improvements, I mean, this is something that you could write down that, that this kind of little thing, but now we're getting a lot of words and it's all black and white and yeah, it's really cluttered and such. Yeah. It's not lined up. So I have to fine tune it and everything. Mm -hmm. So you have to start thinking about style and colors and do you want to go to fiverr.com and hire somebody to give you a logo? <laughs> Do you want to just doodle something in MS Paint? It's not, it's you. So it's not like, I mean, people aren't necessarily going to be forgiving, but they'll kind of be like, yeah, okay, well, it's Minion. So of course it's going to be kind of shitty, but you know, he's trying. It's adorable. So you can do it badly. So if you want to doodle something by hand and then discover the file sizes and, and, uh, the, the, like, uh, the dimensions, the, the resolution dimensions as well as file sizes and any other restrictions for like the YouTube channel logo and the header and the Twitch logo and your thumbnail, like start going and exploring that stuff and just try. And all these systems will tell you when you are wrong or they will try to cope, but actually like figure it out, actually start doing this stuff. Like I said, man, 15 minutes a day. Just try. Try for 15 minutes a day. Then try to make it the same 15 minutes in the same part of the day, every day. And then then you can start kind of like pushing it a little bit more. Right? I'm not I'm still not even asking you for 80-20. Just like at least do the 80. <laughs> but we don't that's the problem. Everything is kind of 20 because we're still exploring what the heck is going on. Or at least I am. Anyway, anyway. Um, so, so there's stuff that can be improved. Always, always. So I'm, I'm still, I don't know that there's anything on my plate to learn in terms of doing that wet side of stuff, that actual 
track track wide processing. I've got one problem. It appears to be an ongoing bug with Audacity that doesn't let me apply one particular. It doesn't like the noise gate doesn't work when I'm picking a huge amount of space. And it's not like I'm running out of memory. Like I can fit the entirety of this Audacity project in. I can't even count how many times I can duplicate it in memory. I when I got this computer, it's not a top of the line computer, but it's got top of line for memory. <laughs> I'm not running out, and so, but apparently it just kind of like dies. It, it doesn't even it just does not uh, complete that action. It's very strange. No error, no nothing. So other than that, uh, I could share everything that I've got so far. And it's just like five lines of text. Just use Audacity, this version, and copy this file over here. And then, you know, this is how you pull it from the menu. And now you can do the same stuff I do. There we go, you know. And so it's kind of like uh, providing for some, well, basically our competition, right? Nobody can compete with me because I am the only me. So I don't really care about sharing the rest of the techniques. Uh, the the assets would be our artwork, well, your artwork, uh, our particular brand, and me, right? And m maybe you if you like to talk. Who knows? It could happen. Um, oh, yeah. So I already talked about wearing headphones uh, makes us talk louder, which, which was an incredibly annoying thing. Um, and even right now, I'm kind of tortured. I shouldn't have just been typing in the middle of that sentence. Okay, so, so I had been learning from one guy. I should probably hunt him down and then share the channel. Um, and he uh, he's a really animated, excellent speaker. He's got a nice voice, great presentation, just fantastic videos. And he was going over uh, why even wear headphones. <laughs> like, why wear headphones for when you're, in, like, when you're in a recording booth, why wear headphones when you're doing the editing and stuff like that? What kinds of headphones, stuff like this. And it's like, well, right now, um, if, if I had a silent room, which I don't, and I were, if I had a high quality microphone, which I don't, and, uh, I were, I were speaking, I were narrating, then the reason I would want to have really well-fit uh, headphones is so that the audio that I get doesn't get picked up by the microphone. So if I'm talking, uh, I should be able to hear myself through my headphones, and I don't want a weird feedback loop, feedback loop where the audio from my headphones leaks out past my ears and hits the microphone as well, because that would suck. So there's a reason to have certain kinds of headphones. I just need to have some way of also listening to my voice, um, I mean, that's really important. So I'll have to figure that out on my end. I'm not sure. Ah, uh, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. There's got to be a way. Like, oh, oh, one second. Let me see if I can do this. I, I think I just thought of it right now. Hmm. I would do nano. Okay, so what I would do, listen to this device. Does this work? Ha <laughs> ha. I just figured it out. There's a little bit of a delay right now. Yeah, there's a delay. Oh, it doesn't work. It's instant with my headset. So what do you mean with your headset? So there's a delay? 
No, there's no delay. I can hear myself as I talk. So that's a feature. Not even. A, yeah, it's a feature built in. Okay. Um. Uh, so my. Okay. So what I've got is. Uh, so I've got a Yeti Nano, and it has a an actual jack on it, where I could plug in um, what are called monitor monitor headphones, monitoring the 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 its input it will duplicate as output into its jack so i could wear headphones i could use the microphone and i would hear myself now that doesn't make sense if um if i also need to hear my system audio for example so right now i'm hearing discord as well so i can hear minion um so maybe if i set my yeti up as a an audio device, then I could hook myself up to it directly and also use it as a sound output device into a set of headphones. And I would get it all. I, I can test on uh, my other, my older squeakier pair of headphones, which wouldn't be appropriate, but at least it would tell me if this feature exists. Um, so maybe, maybe there's a way. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure, but this needs to be explored. That's one of the the big problems that has to be fixed because right now it's actually like I can tell my voice is is sore probably because I'm raising it very subtly because I can't hear myself properly and I suppose yeah if I pull them out of my ears just a tiny bit just like I'll just keep ignoring minion this is a little bit better but it's not it's not correct. It's not correct. So it would be nice to learn how to do things the more authentic way. <laughs> I could, I could just have minion in one ear and I could pipe all the audio in as mono. And then I could listen to myself like right now. Oh, my ears are wet. Like I was saying earlier, eyes, ears, nose, and mouth are all connected. So when I plug my ears, the, the earplugs will eventually get wet. So at any rate, Wow. Okay. So I talked about the noise gate, which was fascinating and a bunch of the other macroing stuff in audacity. Uh, I haven't really gone over that well enough. That would be an entire episode of explaining how well the features work and it's not something I want to do right now. Um, Hey, here's this other thing. Okay. So I've got all these arms and clamps and stands because I've been exploring over what is now the years. Uh, it, expecting to have some kind of stream or show or something or other. And uh, one of the problems of so my monitors, I had, I had talked about this before. So my monitor has a very thin bezel, including at the top, which is what I wanted because once I get another monitor and another arm, uh, so a three monitor setup, uh, I, what my intention is to take the left and right wings and flip them so that they're portrait mode, so that they're rectangles pointed up at the ceiling and then push them up against the middle monitor. Uh, because I don't want three wide screens. I'm going to have the two others be, you know, and, and they can swivel and stuff like that in case I want to see a movie or something widescreen on one of the wings. I can do that still, but I wanted them to have a thin, thin bezel at the top. And the consequence is if you teeter a webcam on the top, uh, the, the notch of the webcam will actually be, it's like having the notch in your phone, right? It's, 
if you've got that up at the top, you've got this dumb little space that is just blackened out. Well, my monitor's got a webcam kind of blocking up, up the top of the, the screen. So it that's just dumb. So I had like a stand, I've had arms, and I got a, a webcam. This is a Logitech 930, I think is what it is. I can't remember, 920? I could be getting that wrong. And it's threaded, so it's got a camera style or microphone style quarter inch thread on the bottom. So I can actually thread the microphone, or the, thread the uh, webcam in. Most of the time people would have some sort of clamp or something like this. And I, I had experimented with that sort of stuff with a different model of the same camera, like a different model from Logitech. Man, that's a nightmare. So threaded, I'm never going to get a different kind of webcam from now on. So I had the thing about having a monitor arm or about having a, a stand or something clamped somewhere is you still have problems of leveling. And so what I have in OBS is uh, apparently they have like crosshairs built in to a more recent version, but I couldn't find it. So I actually just paint little lines and I can align things by looking at the background because uh, I've got a mantle behind me. And uh, so I can check the horizontal across that mantle and I can check the vertical based on the edges of the fireplace. So I can actually get my alignment done well. And it's, but it's really annoying to take a camera and wiggle it back and forth and try to figure out how it was just pissing me off. I, so what I decided to do is to actually get a, uh, a, an articulated arm with a threaded mount with a, with a threaded screw on the end for cameras. And, and specifically this webcam was cited as being compatible with it. Not that I needed that advice. I just needed a quarter inch threaded end. And, uh, so yeah, I, I actually took this webcam and I mounted it to my wall on a little articulated arm that I can move around. It's not perfect. So it, uh, in some of the dimensions, it, it has, uh, it clicks through different degrees, but in others, it's just flawless. Like it has a couple of ball joints in there. So I can literally take the camera, point it in any direction I want, literally. And, uh, so that means that I can, I can't lift it up as high as I, I would want to really. But if I wanted to do like a standing scene with me at the back of the room or something like that, I can raise the camera enough so that it would work with that quite well. So it's got all this stuff. And what that lets me do is that lets me be a little bit more accurate. I literally put, it's sitting there right now. I literally put one of these little, uh, you know how you have the levels with the little bubble of air in it, but I, I have one of those, but it's not on a ruler or anything. It's just like a little block with that, that cylinder of liquid in it. And so it's just resting on top of my webcam right now. And so I know it's level. <laughs> now, everything in life is hard for some reason. So here's the torture. I know based on physics that it's level. When I look at the picture in OBS, it's not. <laughs> and that's because this camera has a wide viewing angle. And I zoom in so that it catches more of my face and less of the room because 
I mean, that's not interesting. That's not important. And so I'm cutting that out because I've got a lot of clutter and I'm fairly close to the camera. So I want to, I want to capture a lot of me. And, uh, when you're zooming in, there's a, an effect. There's like, uh, you know how some cameras have the, uh, the, uh, what's it, the fisheye effect. Uh, there's also an effect where if you turn a camera in certain directions, you'll see the walls, the line of the ceiling, for example, kind of look crooked because just that's the way, that's the way physics works. So the problem is when this camera zoomed in a little bit, the, it is not perfectly lined to the wall behind me. So the lines of the mantle look slightly crooked <laughs> because the camera isn't pointed at the center of the fireplace because that's not some kind of not how things are arranged. Let me take a look. Yeah. Yeah. So my desk is where my desk is and the, the fireplace, the way it's positioned, the middle of the fireplace is closer to a door, which I can't put a desk in front of, which I can't put my microphone or my webcam in front of. Now, I thought about mounting over there so that it could swing in front of the door if I wanted to, because I can do that. But the problem is if I want to stream, I have to have the camera in front of me. So it's like, okay, well, I, do I get, I guess I get rid of the background or something like that. Right. I guess, I guess everything's kind of torture. So it, it's like I was saying earlier, in a previous show, I was saying there's going to be plenty of stuff that you want to do in life, but it's never going to be perfect and it's never going to be perfect. And it's not even going to be very good. And that's okay. Cause everybody starts off not being good because that's how starting out works. That's how reality is. And so things will be crooked and that's okay. Things might not be as high resolution as they could be. I mean, should I get a 4k 60 FPS camera? Yeah. No. <laughs> should, should I get 1080p 60 FPS? Well, I don't have that right now. Do I need it? No. I, do I need it to stream? No. I, maybe I need to stream the game 60 FPS. Maybe. Right? Maybe there are certain considerations because you're breaking out into a mature market and you have to at least compete with the worst that's out there. Um, maybe, maybe. But me obsessing over the lines in the background. Uh, if it was a big enough problem, I would just get a green screen and throw it back there, which I don't like the idea of, but I mean, it's doable at any rate, at any rate. Um, yeah. So, so this is the stuff that I, I like to think about. I probably have to mask out the background somehow or other in order to do uh, streaming, to make myself a little floating head somewhere and then actually play the game. That's something I'm going to explore more seriously for the expansion. And the, the next question becomes, uh, if I can stream our raids, for example, cause we're, we're not particularly exciting. It's nothing secret, right? Like, so I know, so for, for progress. So this is a world of Warcraft classic guild. So I know the guy alive who's a warlock in that guild. And, uh, I, and he has explained that there are rules in the guild regarding how, uh, how 
media is recorded and presented to the outside because what they're doing is part of the gameplay that they are pursuing is in uh the, so they work on the end game content so the rating content so they're an extraordinary pro progression hey who to who to thunk that a guild named progress is about progression uh so they do the extreme end game stuff and their goal is to do speed runs to so to accomplish entire runs of a raid in as short a time as possible so that's the and that's a race and that's a race that gets once it's done, um, it'll get recorded as proof of their victory. And they'll actually run head-to-head -head against other guilds. So it's a competition. And uh, so when they're doing practice runs, training runs, none of that stuff gets recorded. Now, I don't have that concern because we're not competing with anybody but ourselves. And... Uh, but, but it becomes a problem of, you know, I would totally want to record the, the guild master, the raid leader's voice because he is a very encouraging person. <laughs> so it's nice, but we have a lot of, of fun banter and stuff like that. And we're like guild rules, not, po not political, not adult, this kind of stuff. So it's, it's perfectly suited for streaming. I would just need to get everybody's permission. I was the guy who was extremely resistant to people streaming when we were playing. Uh, now I am less concerned, but, um, so, but that would be something interesting just to, to show people our, to show people rating, to show people that stuff. Um, because, I don't know, because, because, right? Who knows? It's just something to do. Uh, cause I've done the camera stuff. I've done the streaming stuff before. It would just be nice to do it a little to, to the game that I'm going to be grinding pretty soon, <laughs> the game that we're going to be playing, um, is it's worth streaming. I think it's worth streaming. Um, okay. So, so I guess the last thing I, the last thing, and maybe we'll just break early because minion is boring. The last thing I have to think about to talk about is something called vocal technique and so just like I was talking about how a voice can be sore if you speak with your ears plugged because you tend to naturally raise your voice and it isn't a, a okay well it's a problem for a podcast because it will strain a voice okay so that's where it's a problem it's not a problem in post because volume levels so voice volume levels I've got techniques that will actually fix volume for voices except for minion because minion talk minion will talk like this and get really really quiet <laughs> and me just doing that is probably going to wreck my audio track <laughs> god i hate you minion why'd you do that <sighs> so i've got some audio techniques that will help a little bit for some stuff but i can't it can't deal with minions lion mouse thing because i have to go in and i have to like massage the volume in the middle of sentences it's just multiple times throughout a, sen a single sentence so yeah it's just like uh, a consistent vol i just need consistency because because nobody's actually thought of of anybody who speaks like that 
there's no plugin for there's no Nyquist plugin for dealing with minion voice. So, but anyhow, there's there's vocal technique, and I had talked about plosives before, and uh, so plosives are the the P's and sounds like that that are puffs of air that hit a microphone that that uh, they are detected as physics, not as the sound being presented. And the physics of the plosive is the one big uh, puff of air that washes across the, the screen, the detector in the microphone. And it, uh, it buffets it, and it is detected as one loud pop. And that's why there are all these filters and stuff. So there are... <laughs> so there's the puff ball that goes on it, which is actually for wind. Now you would say breath is wind, but that's that's false. This is it. But if you're not outside, you don't need that thing. But you'll see it on all kinds of professionals and stuff like that. It doesn't really need to be there. Um, but and then you'll see pop filters, which are should have two two mesh layers that are separated with a gap with a gap on the outside edges. So these are two uh, two rings that are stretched with a stretched whatever the heck the pantyhose-like material, two rings like that, and the rings are separated a little. And they usually have like a gooseneck, a bendy wire. And you'll see that in front of microphones. That's the good stuff. Um, and that's if the, the voice actor, whomever, is talking into the microphone. Now, this is podcast. This is podcasting. This is not singing. And this is not... Uh, the fine quality narration that's being done in a studio environment because I don't have that environment. I don't even have the microphone, right? So there's some basic limitations. Now that means that I don't have to have the microphone sitting in front of me. I can't because if I'm going to stream, the mic can't be in front of my face. The entire point of my, my having a face cam is to have a little floating head that's talking to the audience. And you can't do that with a microphone that takes up a third of that image because that's what would happen because you've got your microphone there and then you've got a big pop filter in front of it, which is a giant ring that's going to be bigger than the entire microphone. So literally there's going to be like the, the f across the nose and it'll cover the entirety of the cheeks, just this big round pop filter and the clutter of a microphone and the arm whatever stand or, or whatever is going to also be in the picture. And this is all inappropriate. So that means that the microphone will not be in front of me. That means that it's going to be off to the side. It's going to be out of probably entirely out of the picture for the, the webcam, just because of where the camera is positioned and how it zoomed in on my face. Now it doesn't matter if the cameras, if the camera does see the microphone, I might have a black background or I might be able to mask it out or something like that. I don't know. But the idea is because I don't, I'm not in a wind tunnel and because I don't have the microphone in front of me, my voice is coming out as a, a big ball out of my mouth. Right. And the microphone isn't in front of me. So the wind isn't going right into it. The sound is coming kind of all over the place. So the sound is hitting my microphone. It's not, to the side of my head, but it's kind of like 45. So I'm looking at my screen and the microphone is slightly in front of me and then over to my right. Okay. 
And so that means my breath isn't going there. So I don't even need a screen. So I don't have a pop filter that's there, which is good because that means I can see my second monitor a little more easily. I've, I actually, I've experimented with it and I've got the microphone is kind of, is kind of in the way, but I can still see the other monitor. And that's important so that I can like move my head and I can see if somebody's chatting, for example. And, and so it just means that my left eye can see more of that screen. <laughs> a little weird but it it doesn't actually bother me to turn my head and you know how you get that ghost image where you're seeing past objects you're seeing through objects because one of your eyes is actually positioned correctly to see the full screen behind it but the one of your eyes can't so you kind of get a half object so i get that but it doesn't it doesn't actually influence my literacy or anything like that it's just kind of neat. So I do have that, but that puts it out of the way. So I don't actually need some of the equipment. I do happen to have a little puff ball there just because I think that's what people expect. If they do see the microphone, they'll expect to see that on there. But I don't even think I need that at all. But uh, overall, the, the layout of my desk, etc., means that I can, uh, I'm, I'm very free. I don't have much on it. Um, so just a pair of little low profile desktop speakers, a couple of desk clamps. I happen to have a, a set of USB chargers kind of there. I got my laptop there, which I, which I don't use, which is for writing, which I haven't done in a long time. Okay. So the, the getting stuff out of the way can be really, really important for doing something like streaming. So uh, that's why I have a big, problem with these gigantic high-backed gamer chairs it's like if you're streaming you don't want that because <laughs> you're just uh you've got more junk that's in the way even if because uh, usually they have the back the high back the headrest and that's a little bit wider than the head with a gigantic brand logo whatever the heck like they got this chair for free <laughs> and it's because it has that advertisement on it uh, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't accept that partly because it probably wouldn't be a comfortable chair, but also because I wouldn't want to have advertising like that. And also because the width of the, the headrest area and the shoulder area is actually going to be creating a silhouette, a large space, which shouldn't be present. Technically, technically a streamer should have a kneeling chair or something like that, but I don't know. I don't know what that would do to a person's back. Anyway, I'm out of stuff to talk about. Um, we've got nine minutes left. Minion, you've already declared that you have nothing to say, which is probably still accurate. Are you there? I wonder if my voice can huh? be Yeah, I have nothing. You have nothing. Okay, so let's end it. Um, we're coming to the... I mean, I had a bad couple of days, so maybe that explains why. I was kind of low on energy. Um, but we're coming up on a point in really in the show when I don't have any bullet points that are useful going into a show to actually for things to talk about. And because we don't have an audience to actually prompt and we'll get like comments after the fact kind of thing, which helps. But because we're not collecting anybody live and because Minion, you haven't figured out what it means to actually start an audience or anything like that. So right now, for example, there are three 
uh, people slash bots slash lurkers who are uh, kind of attempting to create uh, communities. So it's like, it's not exactly follow for follow type of stuff, but it's, you know, people start communities as a way of trying to gather more attention for themselves and to share and share alike for people to help one another. You could follow up through one of those guys that are in there right now. Um, so whenever you're bored during one of these streams, because I recognize some of the names, you could also, you could check them out and get a hold of a human because some of them have email addresses. Just be like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this and join their Discord and see if there's a community and, you know, do stuff. <laughs> and then if we have the occasional person that pops in that says hello, then um, that will absolutely, I can riff off of anybody who talks about anything, who brings up something that isn't political, etc. Because that would really suck. Um, so yes, can, can, can you help, help a brother out? Can you help me out? Cause that would be useful. Yes. I'll try. You'll try. Oh, <sighs> and I, I gave you like a, a list of stuff in discord and just because you haven't done it or I've said other things doesn't mean like you should go back and look at the history of discord messages and make your to-do list and do your to-do list and all that good stuff. Mm. Okay. Anyhow, uh, we're going to end the show a little bit early then it has been 2020 10 04. This is episode 24. You can find us at lucidindifference.com. Oh, thank you for listening. Bye.